Well, hey there, everybody. Welcome to the Film Picks podcast. Uh, this is another special edition of The Bacon, which is where a show where we delve into uh, a specific subject, and it should not at all be considered filler material because not all the pigs are available. I'm your host, Steve Skelton. I am here with television's Todd Robert Anderson. Hey, hey, guys. Uh, you know, really, the bacon is sort of becoming the... <laughs> <laughs> How many of these have we done? In we, a row? We've done quite a this few. This is like but, the seventh. Yeah, bacon. but but this, I mean, this is because you know our our uh, our third pig, uh, Stephen Falk, is in New York, uh, producing, executive producing, and running and writing and going crazy about his TV show. So right, and you know. we we did fully intend to do some full um, regular format pigs uh, podcasts with him via Skype. But he's too busy even. Yeah, yeah, and I mean he's yeah he's super crazy. So yeah. you know this is this is why we got probably got another you know month or month and a half uh, before uh, he'll have uh, probably time. enough free time to get back. But we do want to eventually get back to doing some regular podcasts. But, but until, in the meantime, bacon and deal with it. In the meantime, terrible filler. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this episode's filler is um, we're uh, we're gonna try something that. I'm not sure what to call it. It's like uh, examining Todd's problem. Uh, it's, uh, you know, 12 pieces of Todd's wasted money. Uh, it's, what is it? What do you think we should call it? Uh, uh, all those titles are good. We're going to take a look at what, I, what I've done is we're, current, we're in Todd's office in his home. And he has what can only be described as a terrible DVD problem. Mm. Where he has a really exceedingly large collection of DVDs that he has so many he had to have custom shelves built to store them. Yeah, my wife's not happy about this. Yeah, so uh, we were watching one of, one of the new ones that I got. Like we were watching the, my new Blu-ray uh, of Monsters, the movie Monsters. Oh, <laughs> she came in here. She's like, "Wow, you, there's a lot of new movies on your shelves. You you've got a lot of new movies." <laughs> so what I've done is I've uh, randomly selected, and this is actually, honestly, honest to God, random selection of twelve movies, be they be they DVDs or Blu-rays, uh, mm -hmm. that I will just grab off the pile and we will discuss. Excellent. That sounds. That doesn't sound like a half-assed show at no, all. No, no. It sounds like we've really prepared. Yeah. No. Okay. So. <laughs> I'm grabbing the first one. All right, here we go. And this is a secret. Todd has no idea what, what these DVDs are. So the first uh, DVD uh, and or Blu-ray that I pulled off of the shelf is... The Cave. Oh, The Cave. In widescreen. Yeah, what's the tagline there? There are places man was never meant to go. And I'm assuming that means The Cave. I'm pretty sure they mean The Cave, yeah. And oh, on the back of the DVD, it uh, the blurb says "Taking Terror to a Whole New Depth." <laughs> with okay, that's yeah. with um, Cole Hauser, correct? And he slowly becomes a monster in it. I bought that uh, used from a Blockbuster uh, a while back. Oh, and Lena Headey's in that too. Yeah, Tom, yeah, Tom yeah, yeah. Sarah Connor Chronicles. Yeah, it's and like Game a, of Thrones, and it's a much lesser version of The Descent. <laughs> Although it came out before the descent, um, 
but the it, descent does not have Morris Chestnut in it. No, that's the true. The cave does. The cave is a PG thirteen movie. I don't mind the cave though. It's kind of a fun B movie. I'm trying to me. remember the cave because I remember the descent. The descent is all the is all the girls in, in the the girls and then there's climbing. underground yeah. like dwelling creatures. But yeah, this yeah, yeah. is like there are monsters that fly around in that. But it's more like it. It they're virulent too. They sort of once you're down there, you start morphing into an under underground cave monster. I know I've seen this. Um, I've probably seen this here. Probably. Because uh, I can't imagine where else I would have seen it. If you're in the mood for uh, some uh, Spelunkin uh, movies, The Cave and then The Descent. That's that, a good double. That almost feature. sounds like like a new slang. That movie's Spelunkin. <laughs> That's a kids. Kids, if you're listening, start using Spelunkin as uh, some new slang, uh, and everyone will think you're really cool. There it is. But I like the cave. I, that's a fun movie. Is there anything else to really say about the cave? No, there's nothing. That's like actually, you know. Well, I think I'm sure a lot of people listening to this are gonna re- they're gonna go really talk <laughs> the cave. But you have to understand. Yeah, but, but you're used to that reaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you have to understand. I have. I have a high threshold for bad movies, and if it's a bad movie that someone spent millions of dollars on, like The Cave, then for some reason I like it that much more. You know, the dumber it is with the higher production value, I enjoy that stuff. As long as they keep it not Dumb but not dull. No, no, no. And I think think it it comes down to, this is a 90-minute movie, so even if it does have its... Right. Lulls, you're still in and out in 90, 90 minutes. to uh, 90 minutes. Yeah. As opposed 97, to like... 97, 97 minutes. Okay. But that's still... So, that's, but that, that's 92 double minutes digits, double and then digits. five minutes of credits. Yeah, if, you, yeah, if, you're, in, if, you're, if you're not in uh, triple digits, I'm... Yeah, yeah. Happy. If it's 100 minutes or less... Yeah, you know, I'll even go to a hun- a 105. I'll go to an hour low, 45. Yeah, the low 100. Because then yeah. you're still like an hour 40 minutes and yeah, then yeah. there's five minutes. But, like, that's the difference between like the cave... And something like Transformers, because Transformers is two and a half hours long. Yeah. If Transformers and all the, and I mean this about all of them, if they'd all been a hundred minute movies, I would have liked them more. Yeah. And a story. I I also just feel a need, I have to mention that uh, the cover for the cave is a really lazy uh, Jaws uh, ripoff. The poster, the yeah, yeah, it's, but it's like a but it's a nondescript mutated, mutated jaw coming after Cole Hauser and the rest of the cast of the cave <laughs> who are in water, <laughs> uh, and it's really kind of just like this is like an afternoon on Photoshop is kind of what this looks. Yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> not very. But good. it's good. I, well, let me just wrap the cave up by saying yeah, uh, yeah. Let's put a let's put a uh, pin in the cave. I uh, I love Cole Hauser and not because he's like quite often it appears he has red hair, although sometimes it appears. Black. It depends on how they shoot him. Yeah, it's very yeah. confusing. Might be he's filters. Like a, might be how he's it's like filtered. a dark. Yeah. He's like a dark tinged ginger. Yeah. But the thing I love about Cole, he's like Cole a ginger Hauser, chameleon. Yeah, he is. The th- and I really like him. I think he's got great screen presence, and I don't know why he doesn't work as much anymore. But the other thing I like about him is he's so good at like he's so consistently aggravated and angry in all his performances. <laughs> <laughs> And then that other movie that he did called Paparazzi that came out around oh, I didn't, the same I don't time as the cave. I saw Paparazzi. I remember. I remember the trailers. That's for that, a though. Mel Gibson produced movie, of course. and Mel Gibson yes. has a little yes. cameo as like a guy who's in anger management. Ah, uh, this is before he really blew up as crazy. Um, but uh, Cole Hauser and that, like at the beginning, because that's one of those revenge pictures, right? So at the beginning, he's got to be really 
happy. And it's like, it was clear that he's more comfortable being miserable <laughs> in his performances. <laughs> he likes being angry. And he's great at it. He's great at it. All right, that's the cave. That's I'm the going, cave. I'm going for the next, uh, the next uh, one. Oh, this is good. Mm. This will be fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The next uh, DVD, randomly selected off the shelf. Super Troopers. Oh, I love Super yeah. Troopers. I mean, I don't need to explain to people why I have that movie. Yeah, oh, and it's the the DVD case, it's wacky because it's upside down and the guys are upside down and it's, I don't even know which way's up on this DVD. Yeah, it's crazy. Frankly. It's crazy. I love that movie because it, it uh, those guys, the Broken Lizard guys just feel like they're oh, they're middle-aged dudes at this point who just enjoy making really dumb stuff together. Yeah. And Super Troopers is, you know, obviously that the ultimate example of that because that was their big sort of comedy hit. But what, I like Beer Fest too. I like Beer Fest too, but like Super Troopers I really is, is my favorite because it is I mean, it's the most endless series of bits and right. jokes movie yeah. whereas like, you know, even though Beer Fest I I like Beer Fest, it's it got and it, this is the problem with like a lot of like like sketch comedy style groups that then start making movies is like they'll make one movie that's like really crazy and fun because it's just everything in the kitchen sink nonsense bits mm. and then they start writing too much plot. Yeah, that's true. Into their movies and then that takes over and it takes away from the jokes. And Super Troopers is just nothing but a series of bits where where. It, they just get to the end of the movie and go, oh, wait, we have to resolve that plot we set up at the beginning. Right, and then they right. just do it and it's right. over. Well, and I think Beer Fest has a lot of that, but I agree there there are a lot of lulls where it gets into... And it's lulls because they feel compelled to drag out the story. In yeah. That one. But, I mean, I think that's their second best movie. And then, but the other ones that I've seen, like Club Dread, that was a parody. Right. And I, I think but, yeah. it didn't work. I mean, they had... There were a couple, like broken lizardy random bits in there but for the most part it was like a slasher parody which is not a genre that needs a parody right exactly um, I and mean, given that there that, was that, already scary yeah, that genre and all that stuff it, it itself just, into self-parody yeah, yeah. so much you don't really need that but super i mean the, but for me the best part of super troopers is brian cox oh yeah brian Cro- he's cox so is the glue he's so ridiculously funny in that and that's like and i don't think i'd never seen him be that like so broadly comic yeah. before and he's really funny and he's amazing but he's also in a lot of ways playing the straight man to yeah. like an entire cast of goofballs yeah but even his and straight man is yeah. goofy I mean it's just the, the I mean with that the whole long sequence where they get drunk and then you know trying to try and break up the drug the drug bust uh-huh. <laughs> and he's just stagger drunk yeah and it's so good <laughs> it's so great. ridiculously funny I love Super Troopers meow meow it's a good old movie. All right, so I think we're ready for our uh, the next, next DVD. Next meow. DVD, meow. Yes, meow. Because I don't want to talk about Slam and Salmon, meow. <laughs> Here we go. This is a good one. This right. is, and this is our first Blu-ray. A uh, Blu-ray. It's first Ooh, Blu-ray. Nice. Uh, High quality. Yeah. Uh, so, and it is, of course, the final destination. Oh, that's the first of the two 3D final destinations. Correct. Uh, the, and uh, it was yeah, supposed this is, to yeah, be... Yeah, because this is the one at the racetrack. This is the racetrack. That's number four, yeah. It was supposed to be the last one, but it was so successful yeah, they, they yeah, made they, another one. Um, I actually think that the latest one is better than the final destination. Yeah, because this was, they just went, the final, like, here's our last one. Like, right. oh, you really liked it? Well, maybe it's not the final. Maybe it's a yeah, final it's destination. it's a final. Yeah. I mean, I would say that of the final destination movie... Actually, I think that the beginning, you know, the 
the disaster at the beginning of this one, which is at the racetrack. Which is the racetrack, yeah. Um, where the where, is was better, it, was it like the car engine smushes the girl, or is it yeah, the tire? Yeah, is it a yeah. tire or a car engine? There's both. That's <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Both are there's, hilarious. There's the there's the car, the car engine kills her in the vision, but then oh. when he saves her, she's outside and, and she's gets the hit first by the tire. person that's right. Hit by that's right. Um, which is awesome. Is this is that is this the one where the guy gets like smushed through the chain link fence? Or is that a different one? No, that's two. That's two. You mean where he gets cut in three? In three? No, no, no. Like, the the, which, which one am I thinking of? This, I mean, it's, it's one of the final destinations, but it's the one that always made me laugh. No, it's not the barbed wire. It's the the the, the diamond chain link fence where the guy gets like gets like smushed into it, and then oh, he, like sex, he gets sectioned yeah, going yeah, to the yeah, chain yeah. link fence. No, I think that is the final destination. Yeah, yeah. That that's may- at like a car. It's at a, yeah. a, a garage. I'm pretty sure it's that one. It's one of the 3D yeah. ones because it was the yeah, 3D exactly, effect. Exactly. The, it's, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. That's one of the other ones. So. Yeah, 50, yeah. I got a 50% chance of being right. 50%. 50%. Yeah. It's, I'll take those odds. Yeah. But even though that's probably the weak. Well, no, I think the third one is probably the, the roller coaster one's probably the weakest overall. As yeah, a movie. but also, but like saying which Final Destination is the weakest one, you're it's, also. It's pointless because. Yeah, that's, but also, that's, they're not what, all, that's not what these movies are yeah, about. Yeah, even though that like three and this one aren't, aren't quite as. Uh, well put together is like say two and the most recent one. I just I have such a good time watching these movies. No, they're 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 ridiculous. But it's also it's like the the, the concept is such a great concept. Oh, is this for, is, is uh, this the one with the escalator at the end? Or no, no, that's the third. That's one. That's the third. Yeah, the, the roller SPF. coaster one that has the escalator at the end. I can't remember. Who but, cares? But just the concept of like a horror like a horror movie where like the villain is invisible death. Yeah, it's such a great idea because you can just do whatever you want. Yeah, and and you re- it requires no explanation, and it's really easy just to go along with it. Like, eh, okay. Yeah, there really don't have to be many rules. It's just, oh, you missed dying, so you're gonna have to die later. <laughs> Those are the rules. Those are the rules. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, it's simple. And nobody really gets away. <laughs> yeah, there's no well, which is true to life, really. Yeah. You didn't so, die today, but yeah, you're gonna die yeah. someday. So yeah. So yeah, that's and what, that's the, what I like in, about the Final Destination movies. Yeah, the and the inventiveness of sort of the um, the disasters, the, the yeah. domino effect yeah, disasters, yeah. which is yeah, great and signature. Then, yeah, uh, and you know there's like like really awful gore coming. Yeah. So it's like it's it, doubly exciting. It's kind of awful because you're like I can't wait to see this person get torn apart. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, I, I love the, I think it's such a good, good franchise. It's a good time. And they're not, they don't, the other thing is, is with all the sequels, um, not so much the original, but the original had a good sense of humor too, but the sequels all, none of them take themselves seriously. Well, they're yeah, like, that's this, also, this is just, yeah. this is gore porn, you yeah. guys. Let's just have fun with it. Yeah. And, and it's all about getting an audience to... Not so much scream, but laugh hysterically at just the. Well, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a, it's an, it's a roller coaster, and yeah. In some, in some cases, a literal roller coaster. Yes, yes. Uh, but that, yeah, that's, but yeah, that, that it's, it is a franchise that's kept its sense of humor, and you can't say that about a lot of horror franchises because no, they usually can't. end up going way camp, and then somebody decides it's going to be a great idea to reset the series by taking it really seriously, and that. Always leads to dullness. Yeah, yeah. Because horror movies, idea. especially slasher movies, they need to have a sense of humor. Oh yeah, all it, the best ones do. I mean, even you know, Black Christmas, the original Halloween. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Senses of humor were employed in the making of those movies. Gotta have it. Yeah. All right. I think that's Final Destination. That is exciting. Let's go. To exciting. I can't wait four. to find out what what's next. Number four. Number four. 
Oh boy. Oh boy. Uh, DVD. Oh, uh, uh, DVD. It's a John Moo picture. Blackjack. Oh, yeah. That's a, a Dolph Lundgren yeah. uh, vehicle. I'm pretty sure that it. I mean, that was. I don't know this. I don't know this one. No, that was one of John Woo's first uh, stateside, stateside yeah. but it didn't. I don't think it got a theatrical release. I think it was like a you know HBO premiere or Showtime. And, and just premiere. so people know, it's the movie's called Blackjack. Uh, the tagline on the DVD box on the cover says, "He's just been dealt dot 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 a deadly hand." <laughs> Period. Period. So it's uh, the grammar's uh, I think, yeah. Correct. It's Lundgren. I'm a big Lundgren mm-hmm. fan, and I'm a big Wu fan, and that's why I bought that. And I'm I'm pretty sure that was back when uh, I would buy DVDs at this place called uh, Dave's. Oh, in Studio yeah, City. Studio City. It Dave's Laser. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I'm Laser just, yeah, Disc. And then they now. were switching to, and you know, I would go in, and if there was a a, a new release movie. Um, you know, I would go in like once a week and like look at their new releases and see if there was anything. And that was one of the ones that I bought without having seen it before. Yeah. Just because it was John Woo and Dolph Lundgren. It's not very good. This is this is awesome. I'm just gonna I wanna read uh the blurb on the back so everybody knows. If those of you who are unfamiliar with uh John Woo's Black Jack starring Dolph Lundgren, mm-hmm. um this'll just say just so you know. Um and what wait, what's the year on this thing? I don't know. I can't. Nineties, late nineties. They usually 90s, put. Maybe? I can't read the. Let me see. Let me see it. Let me see it. Uh. It's like the all, all the credits are. It's like a the. It's a thin font and it's really like a like a dark gray print on black, so you can't read it. Yeah. Oh yeah, and yeah, that's how I know this is a. This was. It says blackjack is presented in its original theatrical aspect ratio, approximately one three three to one. That's how you know this was a made for TV movie. Because <laughs> no, and nobody's done a one three three to one theatrical release since like nineteen fifty two. All right. Well, anyway, we don't. I will. You can look up. Look, that's an internet assignment. It's nineties somewhere. Um, I'm sure. But uh, the the synopsis is. Hard-hitting Dolph Lundgren is Jack Devlin, a top-notch federal agent who's paid to guard the lives of America's most endangered citizens. <laughs> now, Jack must put his own life on the line in his most dangerous case ever, protecting a sexy supermodel from a lethal assassin. Ooh. So, uh, actually, I think uh, America's most endangered citizens would be a great uh, reality show. Yeah, I'll watch that. And Oh, and this is also... this is. Uh, really impressive. This uh, this this DVD apparently only has one special feature because it's a, it's a one bullet point on the back. It just says special features include Dolby surround. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's all it says. One and it's in a box. The, the, well, this it's is a bare off. bones. Yeah. yeah, this is a bare bones <laughs> disc that like they released basically because there are enough Lundgren fans. Yeah. Who will pick this up? And, you know, there are also at the time, like, Asian cinema fanatics knew who John Woo was. Right. Because of Hard Boiled and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, yeah, that, you're going to get, you're gonna get like, that small audience. Oh, yeah. Like, well, well, yeah. Now his audience is yeah. much bigger. Yeah, we can run, we can run off 25,000 of these and yeah. make, our, make our money on that. Yeah, yeah, that's no problem. Good God. But, yeah, who else is in this Lundgren? It's got some okay action. Oh, is that Kate Vernon? Kate Vernon from uh, Battlestar Galactica, who is uh, Saul Ty's wife. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But it says right there, it's loaded with nonstop action. 
That, that seems that seems that's uh, like a misnomer. That's I don't think inaccurate. that's right. I, I, there are action scenes. I have not seen this movie, and I'm gonna guess that is incorrect information. There is not the the action is uh, does if, not come furiously enough like, in that. Picture. If if it says uh, if it said loaded with stop action, stopped action, <laughs> moderate action. Yes, loaded with occasional, occasional action. action. Loaded with <laughs> adequate action. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I think that is. It's uh, not the I see, I see, I'm not recognizing too many. There other was names a bunch of, of like TV. I think there were like Canadian produced things that he did. There was one called like, what is it like, Gang of Thieves or Honor of Thieves or Thieves something of, of something. Honor. Yeah, like he did a lot of Canadian produced, you know, TV movies or ser- like mini series, right, and stuff right. Before he started doing like, you know the bigger action movies uh, down here. Um, and I think that's one of the Canadian-produced ones. But, you know, don't quote me on that. You know, nobody quote nobody quote Todd on that. The important thing to know is I like Lundgren, and I like Wu, and that's why I wound up with that completely mediocre movie on my show. <laughs> you like Lundgren, not Rundgren. Yeah, yeah. It's not like when I'm, like, stumbling around at midnight because I can't sleep, and I'm like, I gotta put something on. I, I don't think I've ever reached for Blackjack. <laughs> That's so. Things have not gotten that dark. No, yeah. no. <laughs> We're still. I think I watched. You know, that. you know, you know that the night you pull blackjack right. off the shelf, right. things are going south. It's like it was a, it was a uh, impulse buy, and I keep it to remind myself not to buy things <laughs> impulsively. Impulsively, <laughs> know what you're getting into. All right. That's blackjack. Yeah. Number five. Oh, another Blu-ray. Oh, here we go. What another is this? Another Blu-ray. Is it? Oh, A man. Blu-ray of... This one hurts. I don't even know why you have this. What is it? The director's cut of Electra Assassin. <laughs> Elect- well, not Electra, just Electra. Electra Assassin's the comic book I'm thinking of. The reason Look, I have... I'm thinking of a good Electra yeah, thing. The, the reason I have that You is... got this for free, right? No. No, it was... Uh, I think it was three bucks... Um, I bought a bunch of like superhero movies for three bucks off of Amazon when they were on sale, and uh, the whole reason I bought it was because you know I was going to show it uh, to my kid because a lot of the older PG 13s are okay, you know, like yeah, but this one's me, the like director's the cut's unrated. No, I know that, um, but I didn't know I didn't realize that when I was buying it um, because actually there's the the um, what's the blind guy one that this is a spinoff of. The blind guy, the Ben Ben Affleck blind hero. That oh, Daredevil. Daredevil. Daredevil is unrated too, but it's totally fine. For, right. You know. But this one probably has more violent for a kid. But th- we turned that on the first scene. We were like, Meh, meh sorry, Colby. He was very upset. He was like, No. We we're like, No, this is way too dark. Way too dark. We shut it off right quick. And I love like the the cover of this one. Just has Jennifer Garner looking blank faced in her Electra costume. Um, and there's not really a tagline so much as a bunch of, uh, like Asian script symbols, you know, like probably like, like the fake tramp stamp tattoos as girls get that don't know what it actually means. And then each one is, uh, has the subtitle and it just says evil warrior destiny eternity. (laughs) It makes no sense. It's not in the. the it, other sound, thing, it sounds like a, it sounds like yeah. it's a commercial for a fragrance. Yeah, it's not. You know, and when I rewatched Daredevil, as bad as that movie is, you know, it was an all right afternoon time waster. But Elektra is unwatchable. It's just it's just inert. It's an inert picture. It's very strange. It's like one of those 
miracles of filmmaking where it's there is action in it, but even I'm not drawn into it. Right, right. Because, like, you know, I told you I was watching that Act of Valor last night. Yeah, yeah. And every time there was action, like actual action, yeah. I would immediately put down my phone and watch it because it was cool looking. Yeah, it was fun. But as soon as they started talking, I oh, was yeah, like, no. oh, what's, what's dad bone? But that's what, I, that's what I told you. I told you. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, no, I know you told me that. But what I'm you saying get is through that, yeah. Electra is like, it it's doesn't It's just even, that without the action. Yeah, it's yeah. like, the, yeah. yeah, it's, and then when action does happen, it's not very compelling on any level. It's just, it's just a flat line of a picture. And I always wonder how that happens because there's a lot of money in that movie. I mean, it's not a huge budgeted movie, but it's it's a studio picture. So how yeah, do they no, make? No, why would they make something that? No, but, but no, but that's no, but it's what happens is like a movie like this, which is like, oh, we're doing a big superhero movie that we're putting a lot of money into, but we don't have like who's who's the director? Um, Rob Bowman. There's a guy who clearly, you know, he's not Christopher Nolan. He doesn't have... What else is Bowman's... I don't know. But I think he's... Di- I've, his name sounds familiar. I feel like he's directed some action movies that but I, pro- I like. But probably, like, he's probably, a, like, a studio gun. He's a director yeah, for yeah. hire because he'll do what the studio wants and uh, doesn't have, you know, a particular... You know, I mean, Rob, if you're listening, you know, this may not be true. This may be just been a disaster. Um, but, you know, uh, making the assumption that the studio didn't get a director, a really strong director with a strong vision for what Electra they was. They ended up who... with, you know, you know, uh, you know, a working director or somebody, you know, who they felt comfortable with. And as a result, because of all the different, you know, input from the marketing departments and all the data mining, they do going, well, people like this, women like this, blah, 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 blah. And you end up like watering down a concept because the actual Electra character, it should have been a really violent ninja fighting movie. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, if you actually look at, if you actually look at her background in the, in the comics. Yeah. There's just not enough. It should should have been a more, there's not enough ninja fighting and the ninja fights are, are, are pretty standard, I think. And that's, yeah. yeah, So it's it's like you wade through, some pretty dull yeah. dialogue and uninspired performances yeah. to get to uninspired. Yeah, but action instead of like it. doing a, like an Electra, seems like a no brainer for like okay, let's go get some of the like the top working you know Hong Kong fight guys. You know what they should do, and is let's, let's bring them in. And I mean, basically, kind of do what they did with the Matrix, which is let's marry like the let's marry all the like the high concept fight guys from Hong Kong with like a big budget uh, Hollywood sci-fi picture. Yeah. And you know that's they, they should have they should done let's do that but with a comic book. Right. And that that would have been Electra. That would have been that Yeah, they been a really should cool remake uh, Electra with that haywire lady. Yeah. That would be awesome. Actually, she looks way more like Electra is depicted in the comics than uh, Jennifer Garner does. You mean more like someone who can fight as opposed to a supermodel? Yes. Huh. Yeah, interesting. Hey. Interesting. Hey. All right, hey. we're done. Hey. I'm done with I'm done with Electra. Yeah. I forgot that I have that movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's kind of embarrassing. Oh, yeah. What do we got? We got, we're cleansing the palate. Oh, nice. What is it? Scanners. Oh, yeah. See, but the thing about Scanners, and I'm sure eventually they'll get around to releasing it on Blu-ray, because it's available overseas on Blu-ray. I don't know why it hasn't been released here. But the problem with that is, while it's the only, you know, widescreen transfer of Scanners you can get, 
the whole third reel is the the sound is out of sync. Really, it's so annoying. You get to the climax of that movie, and the and the they didn't do quality control on the thing on the DVD or on the DVD, and they're all like that. Even the even the do you know if the Blu-ray the overseas release? Is no, like no, that? I'm sure the Blu-ray overseas is fine because um, that's you know an easy yeah. fix. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I w- I wish they would release scanners over here because I would definitely you know upgrade because if I want to watch my scanners I have to take a deep breath and know when I get to the third act people yeah. are gonna their mouths are gonna be moving but the sound's gonna be weird. Well, you know, we could probably do we could we could uh, uh, we could rip the DVD and fix the sync and that, make that's, a new DVD. That's true. Um, that's true. Yeah, and just cut cut the um, third act. Yeah, yeah, separate the third it, act and then, the and then sync the sound. And then re- yeah, yeah and, then, and, then, and, then, and then make a new DVD out of that. Or just... Because, I mean, if they're not going to... If they're selling a defective DVD, fuck them. Well, yeah, no, I know. It's, uh, it's ridiculous. But, you know, I love scanners. I love Michael Ironside. Yeah. I love the, the greatest um, um, continuity error of all time. It's in scanners because a guy's head explodes and, right. and there's gore everywhere. And then when they cut to the wide shot, he's just gone yeah. and there's no blood anywhere. <laughs> That's like such a weird mistake. If It's almost as if they shot it without the guy's head blowing up and it was something else. Like he just passed out and yeah. took him out. And then, yeah. like, and then went, hey, let's make, his head, you know, let's make yeah. his head blow up. And then, yeah. yeah, they didn't reshoot the whole sequence to make it. Yeah, nobody work. nobody does like losing control of their brain and body because of uh, massive psychic powers like Michael Ironside. No, he's so good. That's why he's on the cover of the box. Yeah. I mean, it just looks ridiculous. Yes, he's yes, but he's 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 a he's a marvel. Michael Ironside is a rogue scanner of unparalleled power. He is. Watch out for that guy. You can't. You gotta watch. He'll yeah. make your head blow up. Yeah, you don't want to. Don't, don't get in a psychic duel with that guy. Uh uh-uh. uh You'll regret it. I already have enough sinus problems as it is. Yeah. Yeah. Although maybe maybe like if you're like all packed up with mucus to begin with, the scanners just like can clear you out. Yeah. Yeah. Like they uh, just have to shut it off before your head. Yeah. yeah. Blows like uh, up like a psychic version of what's like the what what's the like the. The pot you use to pour in your nose to clear your sinuses. Yeah, 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 exactly. One of those things. Yeah, Except yeah. with psychic powers. With psychic, yeah. psychic, psychic. That would be like that would be like the uh, uh, the scanner of extremely low power. <laughs> like he can't make your head blow up, but he can clear out your sinuses. <laughs> it's so, like a like a Jedi who doesn't complete his training. Yeah, he just, he just does like, party tricks where yeah. stuff floats. He can make stuff float, but that's... Well, no, but he, you know, he just has like a med- like a small medical practice. He's an allergy <laughs> specialist. You know, that's what he uses his powers you for. You call me Dr. Sudafed. Yes. <laughs> okay, sit there. <laughs> Hang on, I'm, I'm going to blow your sinuses. <laughs> How's that? I feel much better. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, these normals <laughs> and their sinus problems. Uh, I love scanners. That's oh, a good picture. Cronenberg. Yeah, we got a good. We got a good next one too. Oh, oh. Yeah. And these are all. These are actually just random polls. I was expecting to get a lot more like weird stuff and really terrible, obscure things, but I'm not. Well, yeah, I mean, I think you know, pound for pound, there's the occasional Electra. 
<laughs> like just a horrible studio film that you're like, why do you have this? Yeah. And the reason is generally because I'm trying to find superhero movies that my kid can watch. Right. Like The Phantom. I wouldn't have got that. Oh, the Billy Zane yeah, Phantom? Yeah, I wouldn't have got oh that. Oh, my God. That movie's hysterical. But it, I mean, that's why. And Electra was just a horrible... Um, you know, misjudgment yeah. because I got it to watch it with him and then put it on and was like, oh, I can't watch this with him. It's way too, way too violent and dark and awful and dull. <laughs> Which is the worst crime. But the, and then occasionally you'll find like straight to video stuff because I was in that um, for a few years. They had that uh, video like DVD award thing. Oh, that's so right. Like I remember DVD that. Academy. So you were, you were just getting so sex. I was getting it. And yeah. there was, they would send the just worst straight to video stuff. It was hysterical. It was the best thing ever. Cause <laughs> like, I like, like frost was one, um, with Gary Busey is like a <laughs> vampire or something. I don't even remember that, but they're really low budget things, you know? you know ginger dead man and and stuff like that ginger dead man and and, you know so much bad stuff and a lot of it i kept some of it i would go to laser blazer another and turn it on another now defunct uh collector's place um but i would you know sell it to them but actually i got one it was so funny this is before because laser blazer was bought by kevin smith oh really like he used to shop there and then he took it over um, and then the business just slowly went went to hell. I don't think it was his fault. I think no, it was just, just the end. This just is the end, end of life of the for video. those kinds yeah. of stores. But yeah. he bought this like because he was always there. I saw him there a bunch of times. Um, but ironically, before he bought the place, uh, a movie that he produced called Vulgar, uh, which is about a clown. Right. It's a ho- it's just horrible. <laughs> I mean, it's it is one of the worst movies. I've ever seen <laughs> and it's 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 incompetent and unpleasant <laughs> that know? would be a great that would be a great just tagline for it like, vulgar <laughs> incompetent and unpleasant and if if you're like if you're a bad movie connoisseur you kind of have to see vulgar at some point so you can see just how bad but it's no fun it's no fun <laughs> um, in any event I went to to sell you know, trade in this Kevin Smith produced movie at a store that he was about to purchase right. and make his own. And they, they refused. To. <laughs> it's the only time they were like, nah, we got too many copies of vulgar. <laughs> we're set on vulgar. Yeah. Cause apparently everybody in the DVD Academy who got it was like immediately like, they're like, no, no more copies of vulgar. We don't need them. They just put a sign in the window. Just keep your vulgar out. <laughs> awesome. Vulgar not accepted here. Uh, oh, well. All right. Wait, All right. Wait, wait, now wait, wait. we have a uh, Criterion collection. Ooh, Criterion. Uh, uh, DVD. Do the right thing. Ah, yes. That is... I don't know if they've done the put that um, on, on Blu-ray, Blu-ray yet. Um, I mean, I know Do the Right Things on Blu-ray, but I don't think the Criterion, the criterion yeah. version. And that is that is for my for me that's the best Criterion uh, set that, oh, oh, that really? I have experienced. Just because it illuminates so much of the process of making this uh, indie movie, you know, with young Spike Lee and and 
what his intentions were with it yeah. and like where because it's my favorite Spike Lee movie Do the Right Thing and in a lot yeah, of ways it's, it's easily, the it's only his best movie it's the only movie of his that doesn't frustrate the hell out of me as a movie I mean it frustrates me like emotionally because right. of the violence and the right. racial tension and all that stuff um, you know, because that's sad, obviously. But it, it, as a whole, as a movie, I, it's really satisfying. Yeah, from beginning just to just structurally, just as a movie, yeah, like 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 a and like it, a and so many side of it. Yeah, so many of his movies are very one sided. I mean, it's, it's like uber social political. That's his yeah. movies. Yeah, and they're so often very one sided. Um, well, and, and they can they can really drift into straw man territory, where it's just like, okay, yeah, you've set up. You've set up your argument for yourself. Right, right, And do the right thing doesn't do that. That's what makes it so good. But the interesting thing, like, if you pour over these special features, which are totally worth it, I mean, there's retrospective documentaries, but then there's, like, a whole just... He captured... He had people capturing stuff in the making of it, and there's just a table read rehearsal where he's got most of the cast in just a room in in New York, like a rented space, like where I had acting classes, that kind of room. Yeah. And uh, and there's so much of Danny Aiello going, well, I you know I don't I don't think this guy he's he's a pizza guy in a black neighborhood, and I don't think he would be this overtly racist. Yeah, you know, and I, I and he and he created this character that loved his neighborhood. Yeah, despite like an undercurrent of racism that's like the ignorant kind not yeah. the aggressive well and the, the institutionalized right institutionalized you know, racism no no because it made I, for a like gray areas yeah. as opposed to the black and white that yeah. and, and I don't mean that racially but the black and white kind of way yeah, the, he usually tells his yeah. stories there it was all gray area and therefore like much more emotionally impactful and there well and, but but it also makes it and that's because I remember I read a years back an interview with Ayala where he was talking about that where he's like yeah it was, you know, the character was as written originally was more overtly racist, but it didn't make any sense. As an actor looking at this character and the situ- his situation didn't make any sense. No. You know. And, Why would an overtly racist yeah. guy open a pizza store yeah. in a black neighborhood? Yeah. And, and, and live there for 30 years. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. make any sense. But, uh, but, but, you know, and so, yeah. And so he talked about his, you know, his pushing back against Spike Lee's. You know, uh, you know, like Lee's intentions, and you know where he was coming from, and finding that middle grounds right. where it made the character really interesting, and it it really kind of made what Spike Lee was was doing in that movie like saying a lot more, uh, I think, truthfully, mm-hmm. but also uh, work in a way that was a lot easier for anybody to relate to. Yes. From depend even yeah. depending on your perspective, where you you know you know whether you were black or whether you were white or you know what your opinions were, you could, there was something you could latch onto and examine. Well, and because of that too, it it you know it it confront the movie whether it was on purpose or accidental. It's that's what's interesting about all the supplements and all the yeah. special features. It's just like it becomes less clear. If like even though I think that Spike Lee's most successful feature film, uh, you know, art- artistically, creatively, execution-wise, um, not talking about box office returns necessarily, but it I don't know that it, that was ultimately what he set out to make. Right. What what he right. wound up with, and it, and it's this great movie that confronts everybody. Yeah. About their institutionalized racism. 
Like, you know, and class warfare and all that stuff. Yeah, no, it's it's what makes it such a great movie. And, and it's uh, a, and, and like it's just worth it's but, worth it. But also like and, but like also movies. like yeah, Ayala's, you know, uh like humanizing of that his character and is really giving it the three dimensions. Yeah. It, it, what that really also did was it also um was a great, you know, counterbalance to Totoro's his son who was like extremely racist. Right. And, you know, and, and, but you could also see it's like, Oh, but I can see how Totoro was brought up. Mm hmm. Resenting having to come to this place. Right. And probably in a lot of ways because of Aiello's, you know, unconscious racism. Well, and also like feeding and teaching him the wrong things. Well, and also he was going to a, a school that was not, you know, a black school. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that I'm sure, you know, that character was made fun of by other racists yeah. saying, oh, yeah. you know, you're going to go, you know, whatever in that black neighborhood, you know, yeah, sell your exactly, pizza. Exactly. You know, your dad is and, the, a, and, this, that, that, and that and gave it such a much more like emotional resonance than it would have if Aiello had just been a, a racist just as much. Right. Like just as much overtly, you know, it, it gave it gave you these degrees of racism within this family. Yeah, because then also the other brother who is the least racist of any of them. Right, right. Is also you know, uh, but he's also like beaten up on so much. Right. For not being racist. Yeah. yeah. So it's know, a, that, it's a, that's a so getting getting those getting getting the nuances of those characters is then what made. You know, is really what um, it's a made great that work. movie. Yeah. I, I I love that movie. It's a, absolutely it's really love it. All right, what's next? All right. Next in the pile. Next oh, in the pile. This is a really uh, a good uh, uh, follow up to uh, like one of the greatest uh, social commentary movies made of all time. All right, here we go. Um, so I think this will be a really. I'm excited. Is, it's going to be a really what smooth segue. Uh, <laughs> what uh, is it? Fits in. Fits in really nice. It's uh, the Reaping, starring <laughs> Hilary Swank. Now I bought that. I bought that. Because it was in a bargain bin, and purely, co- and I had seen it in the theater. I think it's... at this point, like I think we assume most of the DVDs you buy are in the bargain bin. Yeah. Well, no, I paid top dollar for. Well, you can tell. I'm saying most. I'm saying most. Like yeah, like I paid top dollar for Final Destination, for Scanners, for Do the Right Thing when they first came out right. on DVD, DVD or Blu-ray. The Reaping, though, I saw in a bargain bin, and because I, I had seen it in the theater. And it's, it's no, it's, I think we saw, I think we hysterically did, we bad. We did a commentary yeah, did, yeah. or a vlog. We did a review. Did we do a review on the reaping or no? We did a commentary. Oh no, you're right. We did a we did a. Commentary. That's why I got. It. I was like, oh, this is three right. bucks. The pigs are doing a commentary. Yeah. I was like, it's it's a write off. Money well spent. It's, it's a write off. You write off the taxes. Yeah. yeah. So you can you can hear our. I'm pretty sure we did one. I think we did. Yeah. Uh, so there's a commentary on our website where you can really delve into the magic of of the reaping. This movie is not very good. Hillary Swank, like, talk about a career tumble. I mean, she goes yeah. from, you know, Oscar noms two two times in a row, wins once or twice. I mean, did she win for Million Dollar Baby too, or was that just a nomination? I can't remember. Because she won for the boys. Boys thing. don't cry. Boys yeah. don't cry. Well, whatever. I mean, like, to have a run like that, and now she, and then, and then the reaping, and now straight to video. 
Yeah, what happened? I don't because I don't because I like as because I don't really I like I don't hear anything about like is she like crazy and difficult? I don't hear that at all. No, it seems I mean, like she she's actually come... kind of got her head on straight. Like it doesn't seem like she's a crazy actor. She used to come into Monty's Sugar Free Bakery and Gift Emporium where I worked when we. When I like I, how, I like how every time you mention that job, you have to say the entire <laughs> because title. it's hysterical. <laughs> I could say, well, that gift shop I, but yeah, that's not I as know. funny as Monty's Sugar Free. It's so pretentious Monty's sugar-free bakery and gift emporium <laughs> but she used to come in there and she would and, and every time I make I make some cr- bad joke about how it sounds like a Terry Gilliam movie right she would come in there and that was before you know she was famous but after the next karate kid right and she would come in and it like as if it's Tijuana or something, she would haggle with me. And I was like, you can't haggle with me. This is like a store for rich people. It's like, if you don't want to pay those prices, and I don't think you should because it's it's like a thousand percent markup from the, from, you know, from the uh, wholesale. But, you know, I'm not, you can't haggle with me, lady. She was hysterical. But I guess what the reason I found out later that the reason why she was doing that is another guy who worked there, Rob, uh, who is he was just one of my favorite co-workers of all time. Just fun guy. But he was he was such a sucker for for the ladies. Ah, and so, so she giving, would like bat her eyes at him yeah. and he would be like, man, I'll, I'll mark this down for you. Why not? And but he would go through the hassle of marking something down, like putting it on sale in order to, it's not like, you know, all right, just give me five bucks yeah. for this $10 item because I own this. That's why haggling, you can do it in, you know, Tijuana or Puerto Vallarta or whatever, because they're little, the guys just own all the stuff. Yeah, it's not a lot of inventory <laughs> control. Like, yeah. But we're working for, you know, a small chain and there are all these higher ups yeah. and corporate types. Yeah, where you have to account for everything. You have to account yeah. for everything. You can't just like go, okay, Hillary Swank, you can have this hundred dollar candle for eighty dollars. It's all right. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. But yeah. he didn't care. That's the reaping. That was the reaping. I can't recommend that picture. No, don't. I don't recommend it either. Oh boy, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. What do we got? This is a good one. This I is another go on. It's one of your favorites. Ooh, it's favorite. one of your favorites. All right. Tremors. Oh golly! There yes. we go. Tremors is and oh, this is actually this is the Tremors. <laughs> this is the franchise collection Tremors Attack Pack, and there's a sticker on it that says four movies: Tremors, Tremors Two, Aftershocks. I can I can name them. Don't don't uh, Tremors Three, uh, Back to Perfection, and it doesn't Trem- say that on here, but it's just but you got three right. Oh, and Tremors Four is uh um. The beginning? Nope. No, Tremors 4 is... Don't tell me. I'm not going to tell you. Don't tell me. What is it? It's a it's a prequel. I know that. The Tremors 4... Just take your time. It's not like... Uh, All right, are just say, to say it. what it is. I can't remember now. The Legend Begins. The Legend Begins. That's it's such a, a bad It's such subtitle. a generic... Uh, um, I mean, Back to Perfection is the subtitle on the back. It just... They didn't... It's not on the sticker. Oh, oh I see. Um, that, that the tremor creature is uh, uh, chewing on the sticker, chewing yeah. on the sticker on the cover. Yeah, it's too bad they put the sticker on the box art because it's cool box art. Because the, the that's where Kevin Bacon and uh, oh, what's yeah. his face would be standing. Yeah, you can, you can see. Yeah, it, right? yeah, yeah. 
And again, the Jaws motif, the Jaws poster motif. It is. Tremors is such, the original Tremors is such a fun horror comedy. I can't yeah. recommend it enough. And it's got one of Kevin Bacon's most fun screen performances. One of Fred Ward's most yes. fun screen performances. Michael Gross and Reba McIntyre. Yeah are sublime. No, there's not. I mean, Tremors is nothing but fun. It's a great... You can't... Great homage to old-school B-monster movies. It's done perfectly. I will say this about the sequels, though. Tremors 2 is a lot of fun, even though they couldn't get Kevin Bacon. Fred Ward returns. Yeah, and they got, like, kind of... the, The lead kid is a little bit aggravating at times, but it's still a lot of fun, and it focuses a lot on Fred Ward, which is great. Um, and Michael Gross is back, and he's very funny. Of course, well, of course he is. Um, Michael Gross out, is getting a check. So they he's wrote back. out Reba because you know she was too busy for straight to video movies. And then, but then the other two, like Tremors Three, Back to Perfection, is all Michael Gross. Yeah. So then they they lost, and I really like him, and he's funny in in Back to Perfection. It's it's not, you know, the worst uh, made for cable movie of all time. I think they did miss an opportunity, though, because I'm looking at the poster on the back here of the Tremors 3 Back to Perfection, and the tagline says, uh, the food chain just got just grew another link. Mm-hmm. That's because there, there's... Yeah, I know, there's new there's new Tremor monsters. Well, the new Tremor but, monsters in 3 are called Ass Blasters. Yes. They, like, yeah. It's stupid. But I, I really think they missed an opportunity. The, the tagline for Tremors 3 should have just been It's all gross. <laughs> It's so. Am gross. I wrong? I mean, that's just. No, you're absolutely right. They you're really, they really missed an opportunity. Yeah, they screwed, they screwed the pooch on that one. Tremors four. What did you think about Tremors four? Did you? I remember thinking that because um, it's, 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 he plays like growth. It's not a, it's not a time travel. He plays like a ancestor. No, it's a prequel. He plays an ancestor. It doesn't. The ancestry doesn't make does sense not... really. As as I recall, yeah, it was sort of like. Yeah, but didn't Michael Gross in the first one mention that he and Reba moved to perfection because of its geographic isolation? Whereas this is like the Old West, and I don't know. I, I can't remember. It's but, we, it's weird that there would be some kind of like uh, like continuity or lore error in the Tremors franchise. Yeah, I rem- that's weird. <laughs> I remember thinking that that was better than Back to, the, Back to Perfection, but... Both the Back to Perfection and The Legend Begins are uh, don't have enough monster action in them. Right. Like, they got more mileage out of their low budget in Tremors 2 Aftershocks, but maybe those other two are even less. I, I would imagine. I would imagine they're the even case. less. I would imagine so. Um, so the, there's too much, there's too much uh, you know, quote-unquote character development and, and story development talking yeah. scenes in, yeah. in, the, in those two. But, you know, honestly... If you like monsters, like if you if you're the kind of person who will sit down and watch a sci-fi channel movie, no, uh, Tremors is the it's tremor, orders of magnitude tre- better. Well, yeah. I'm talking about Tremors three and four. Oh, well, yeah, those like are those way yeah. better sci-fi yeah. channel movies than most sci-fi yeah. channel movies. I'm thinking, you know, what do you think? Like with Tremor, like Tremor original Tremors, double feature, like a Tremors and like a Big Trouble in Little China. Uh, the style. What do you think? I would do. No, I would do Tremors with. Uh, I mean, that's that's that would be fun. That's a good double feature. But I mean, it's like if I want to do uh, Tremors, I'm probably gonna watch it with maybe a Gremlins or some other 
monster horror. Comedy. Gremlins is good too because that because Gremlins is a it is like a like a like a more like fifties homage. Yeah, um, yeah. A monster show. Which is what yeah. Tremors is. Or, you know, actually, you know what I would do? Here's what I would do. What would you do? I would start with Tremors. Okay. Because that's PG-13. Right. Start with Tremors. Right. But it's a great PG-13. Right. But I would watch it with the 1988 remake of Blob Ooh. with Kevin Dillon. Oh, there you as go. As your second feature. There you go. That's what I would do. There's a That's a creature feature. Yeah, it's a creature feature. I love creatures. <laughs> and features. And features. Yeah. And you put them together. And you have creature feature. Creature feature. Oh creature my God. Do, creature double go. feature. Another Criterion collection. Uh, this one, I think, even probably, if possible, more cinematically important than Do the Right Thing. Stop. <laughs> it's the Criterion collection of The Rock. Ah, there it is. There it There's is. There's the Criterion uh, making making money. Yeah, and honestly, the only reason I bought The Rock. On the Criterion Collection is at the time, and now this is the point is moot because The Rock is on Blu-ray and it's it's very inexpensive. I think it's like seven dollars to get The Rock on yeah. Blu-ray. Um, but at the time, I bought The Rock Criterion Collection because The Rock on the regular DVD of The Rock was not enhanced for widescreen television. Oh, and so you could only get the. Yeah, because so, it's Criterion. So when they, Criterion so they, yeah. came came out with it, I was like, "Oh, I got to get this because because um, it's for the sixteen nine. Yeah, but you know, I'll probably eventually get the cheap Blu-ray anyway because that that transfer of the Rock is actually not good for the crowd and the Criterion. It's not great. Really? It's not great. Yeah, it doesn't look great. Huh? Um, it's really weird. Well, yeah, I guess I'm not that surprised because I mean, this was part of the the Rock and the Armageddon crash, cash grabs. That Criterion did to finance, right? But you know what's weird is um, the Armageddon. Um, Armageddon, the Criterion of Armageddon, also was not uh, enhanced for sixteen nine. Well, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, it's, it's Armageddon. They didn't has only yeah. been become you know enhanced for sixty nine TVs with its yeah. Blu-ray release. No, that's that's what I'm saying. It's like criteria. Well, they also probably like because this is like a huge studio. They probably studio probably wouldn't give them, uh, you know, the negatives. Right, right. To, so they had to work with, but but they but they did, did it on that one. I don't know. They uh, did it for uh, the Rock. So uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. It, this, I mean, that was Criterion needed the money. That's oh yeah, yeah, was, absolutely. That was Criterion. But the Rock this is, is an Criterion awesome working working the bus stop. Armageddon was a little bit more like what? But the Rock is a the good Rock is silly, dumb, movie. fun. Yeah, it it's really a good is. action movie. I'm not sure if it requires a Criterion collection, but no. <laughs> but here we, uh, here we go. Let's just get to it. Let's just get to it. Right. Crimson Tide. Crimson Tide. That's awesome. I love that movie. I it's, love that movie. It's just yelling on a submarine. And that was that's another one that I actually before it came out on Blu-ray. Oh, this is the un- unrated extended edition. Yes. So there's even more yelling. Yes, there's more yelling and also the unrated extended edition um was cuz the old DVD that I had that I upgraded to that was another one that wasn't enhanced for 169. Oh, so that was this the one... first DVD of Crimson Tide. That was enhanced, and now you know it's on Blu-ray. So of course it's. More do, you have, do you have it on Blu-ray? No. No, I mean I don't upgrade uh, to Blu-ray. Right, just just out, just, just because. Just because. Yeah, no, it has I, to be. Yeah. Compelling. I mean, I, Jaws is the first um, Blu-ray that I've 
gotten that I already had. Right. Like a, a good widescreen. But yeah, but they, but they, but they did. Yeah. It's just it's unbelievably so, good yeah. looking. So yeah. Well, that's why, yeah. And the Lawrence of Arabia. And they're not. The, the Lawrence of Arabia that's coming out is, I mean, the, right. the DVD. And the, Raiders. The, the collector's DVD is amazing, but the, right. but that, that uh, new Blu-ray transfer looks it's like good. it's going to be just mind-blowing. So. Yeah. Which is why it hasn't been on Blu-ray for so long because they've been meticulously restoring, restoring it. Yeah. It. yeah. So yeah, I'm very excited about that. But, but yeah. I, I love I, Crimson Tide. I love Crimson Tide too. I mean, it I, really you know, it's like I don't want to be a downer, but I I really will miss Tony Scott. Yeah, and I'm really because like of all the Hollywood guys, you know, who make the big budget, who are making big, big the big, big studio, the big pictures, studio yeah. pictures. He's the best. He was the he best. Had a, he had a he was, stamp yeah. on it, and yeah. he unlike his brother. Was not was not pretentious on any level, no. and, and he was like he was basically doing what Michael Bay thinks he's doing. Yeah, but was is like creatively, you know, as a craftsman, was creating really fun movies. Yeah, and even though they had that style and the shaky style a lot of times, you know, Enemy of the State and all that stuff with the shaky shakies. Yeah. Um, it wasn't but he, he didn't. So, he didn't it, always. He doesn't always do that, though. No, he would and employ he it, it. He would. He would employ it when you know he thought it was necessary. Like Enemy of the State, be, you know that he had reasons as a director for doing it. Right. Right. And but but also he kept it in check. Yeah. Like sort of like the first Born yeah. movie, which was who was that? Rob Cohen or somebody no, like that. No, no, no. Or, it was, uh, um, was it Lyman? Lyman. Doug Lyman. Yeah. Right. So that had the shaking thing, but it kept it in check, unlike yeah. the Paul Greengrass ones yeah. where I can't see what's happening. But, you know, and even like Tony Scott, like there are a couple of Tony Scott movies that I just, you know, I'm not, you know, everybody has their, yeah. uh, but even like something like Domino, which was like crazy, a crazy kind of train wreck of a picture. I still enjoy it because it seems like he's having a good time. With what he's doing, bringing yeah. in the nine oh two one oh kids yeah. and all this, he's just having. Well, but fun. also, but also as like a you know as like a big studio director, I mean, he had a much better sense of pacing mm-hmm. than you know. Any, I'm I can't think of, uh, and I'm just thinking like the big budget Hollywood studio directors. Right. Um, he had a much better sense of pacing, much better sense of pacing in action sequences and car chases. Um, so uh, you know even. Yeah, even if it's like a movie, like this movie's kind of dumb, it's still fun. Oh yeah, you know? I mean, and, yeah. but that's what I'm saying. His movies were not, you know, like Ridley may, still makes movies that are really just kind of big, loud, and dumb, but they have this like pretentious quality yeah. to, like Prometheus. Yeah. It's yeah. like all the god crap, you know. It's yeah. like, but Tony Scott's movies didn't have that. They I, were just like, I'm taking you yeah. on a roller coaster ride, yeah. you know, and if you don't like it, just get off. Yeah. You know, but I'm not gonna like try to trick you into thinking this is yeah. get Denzel Washington on a train. Yeah. This is it. And this that's is pretty much it. Yeah. And it's you know. I would much rather have seen Tony Scott's Prometheus. Yeah, because then it would have just been a space battle movie, yeah. you know? Just monsters, monsters. Chase, monsters in space chased in space people. Because the hunger was really good. And he there would have been a car chase. He could have he should have been making monster movie. He yeah. should have made a monster movie. That would have been Crimson good. Tide. Love me some Crimson Tide. Yeah, Crimson Tide's fun. Yelly, yelly. <laughs> yelly, yelly, I mean, come on. You have Denzel Washington and Gene Hackman yelling at each other. That's so good. How is that not just fun? It's it's so fun. I I, I love it. Come on. Yeah. All yeah. right, we got one more. One more. One more. Hey, I'm checking Enemy of the State because I always get confused. That is Tony Scott, not Ridley Scott, right? Oh, God, yeah. That's, that's Tony Scott. That's that is Tony Ridley Scott. Scott did not direct Enemy of the State. No, no way. No, you're thinking of Black Rain. Oh, right. That was Ridley me. did Black Rain. Right. 
And again, which is which is you know that's that seems like that should that well that Black Rain Tony Scott should have done Black Rain. It would have been better paced. Yeah, again, I mean, yeah. I, there's a mu- because, I, Black, because Black Rain that was like a studio style. Then that should have been a Tony Scott. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. Last DVD, I swear to God, I swear to God, this was random, because I wasn't looking on the shelves. What is it? Uh, Devil and Miss Jones. Blast from the past. Oh, that's way worse. I know. I know. Uh, I told, I told well, you. I, I don't need to. I don't, we don't need to get into why I have a copy of that. Yeah. I'm in it. It was the first uh, it's the theatrical Brandon, job yeah. I ever had. And this is one of the first early like Brendan Fraser vehicles, wasn't it? Um, that was sort of. Or did Encino that Man was come he, before this? Encino Man came before that. That was actually like he was reaching his peak. He was I, really. He hadn't done I thought the, this was early. He hadn't done the mum mummy yet, but he was like a big kind of comedy guy. I mean, a lot of the movies. Okay, so I guess what? So, so well. Encino Man was his. Was his that was his breakout. Yeah, that was it. But this That's is what I'm thinking of. This is after that. Uh-huh. Yeah. But this is you know, he was doing he did that Harold Ramis movie that was a remake of a devil thing. Oh with right, with uh Hurley, uh, Hurley. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, the scab. <laughs> um just one more scab who worked during the commercial strike that I couldn't work through all those years back. I'll never forget that the scabs. Don't forget scabs, man. You can't. It's hard. Um, but actually I like Blast from the Past I actually think it's kind of a fun movie no it's not great and and I'm not saying that because I'm in it I, I actually when I watched my performance in it I cringe because <laughs> uh, I was young and I didn't know what I was doing um, but also it's just such a little throwaway part you know what are you gonna do? But, actually, actually, like Walken and Sissy Spacek are really funny. Yeah, the bookends the parents, of, yeah. of Walken and Spacek are really funny, and I think I think there's a lot of good bits. And Dave Foley's fun in it, and you know I like Brendan Fraser. I, I I like the guy. I think he's fun, and you know Alicia Silverstone's okay in it. She's cute. She's a sweetheart, sweetheart of a lady. I'll say that, sweetheart of a lady. And there we go. I mean that's. Uh... Todd's DVDs. Oh, yeah, and it was directed DVDs. by Hugh Wilson, who uh, is the creator of WKRP in Cincinnati. Oh, really? Police Academy. Nice. And he was really cool. Um, oh, and it was produced by with. Rennie Harlan. And, and Rennie Hugh Harlan. Wilson. I got yeah. to meet Rennie Harlan, too. Yeah. yeah. So there was a lot of a lot of cool stuff on, on that movie. And I actually think it's pretty good. It's, it's you know, could be a little shorter, but... It's... Every every movie could be a little shorter. <laughs> right. I mean, but that's general... It's fun. With them. And and Walken and SpaceX are actually laugh yeah. out loud funny. Yeah, they're they're very they're very funny in that. Yeah. Well that's uh random uh, DVDs from Todd Shelves. That was very exciting. Uh, yeah, in this episode of Film Pigs podcast, which is a bacon, which is again not filler. Not filler, you guys. This is really a important pre planned, pre prepared podcast. Uh, <laughs> this we did not wing this at all or pull it out of our butts so uh, that'll be the show Uh, thanks for listening thank you to Todd thank you to Adam Blau for the music the excellent music anything uh, to add Todd Uh, I'd like to thank the people who manufacture the plastic uh, that makes up my DVD collection (laughs) 